Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. Today, I'm with Nick, and we are enjoying a wonderful Memorial Day weekend enjoying some cold beer and wanting to chat detailing. You can find me at Total Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. If you want to get in touch direct, shoot me a text 918-800-1188. Nick can be found at Vegas.Rides on most platforms. You want to reach out to him directly, shoot him an email, nick at VegasRides.com. Nick, I'm enjoying a, a nice cold beer from Tupps Brewery, the uh, RIP 2020. Uh, it is a India pale ale. That's a double dry hop, dry hopped, excuse me, but it's really fun. Cause on the can, they go around and talk about all the craziness that happened and what they That's were cool. hoping that just dies out of <laughs> 2020. So, uh, I'd forgot about a couple of things that they had put on the can, like California burning. Like, yeah, there's a major That's deal true. here in the Midwest. I we kind of, kind of forgot about it. Yeah. I forgot about that. What was some of the craziness you remember? That was kind of off the wall, right? I mean, I think 2021, we're going to remember the gas shortage, right? We're going to remember yeah. some crazy, like, if you can remember the, I think part of the crazy things, if I remember, would be the mask, right? I mean, the whole thing. Uh, to me, to me, it was the yelling. It was the yell. You'd see somebody with their mask not on, right? Yeah. And you'd see another human being, whether it was a worker at the place, whether it was just a, a shopper, you know, at the place you were at or, or a restaurant, whatever, and just watching the back and forth between two adults over some paper masks or some cloth masks was, was probably the str- still to this day, probably one of the strangest things I've been a part of. I definitely got yelled at multiple times when I took trips, uh, went up to Baltimore and there was one, one bar that specifically, I took about two steps and I got yelled at to sit the fuck down. Like, wow. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. okay. Let me, let me get my mask. That's two feet away and put it on and then I'll, I'll walk up. So yeah, I, that, yeah. that was crazy is, is the mask. Uh, but you know, part of what we want to do is just kind of take a look because it's been an interesting year. There's no doubt as we step into a new era for us as a company, couldn't be more happy to have you involved now in the organization, everything that you're doing for us, uh, what you're leading and guiding us through, man. Couldn't be more thankful for having you on. And so we same. want to take a little moment uh, as we go into a new spot, new warehouse, uh, saying goodbye to some things of the past. Looking yeah. back at the past year of where it's been, because about this time last year, you and I really started putting out some information because we just couldn't stand what was being put out. You know, first of all, the the sanitization. So if people don't remember, you know, this is going to be the interesting part for those that there are some that just got into the industry in the fall, right? There's some that weren't yeah. in the industry last year around this time. Oh, yeah. We always and have so, new ones coming in. And so remind us what was happening and why we threw such a big fit. Well, we had simultaneously some some people that have quote unquote been in the industry a while start to tell people simultaneously the same thing shut your business down okay and then shut your business down until i give you this package 
of supplies to reopen because I know all about sanitizing vehicles. Come to find out that person, his organization had never done that. And so the information he was giving was so bad, was so misinformed. We had guys reaching out to us that listened to a certain gentleman who charges a lot for training in our industry that taught, that, that shut down their business because of his recommendation to shut down. And remember the guy reached out to us and said, I'm going to be out of business. Yeah. Like this was the stupidest thing I've ever done. One person was on the West coast. The other person was on the East coast. What the hell does those have to do with anything? At the time we realized state to state, everybody was reacting differently. The number one reason we started talking about sanitizing vehicles is because I've actually done it for corporations in my business for quite some time. And so the corporations I do business with carry laboratory equipment and you have to meet real guidelines. This is way before coronavirus. So you and I started hearing this stuff and I started sending you text messages like, Hey man, we got a problem. Like there's going to be a lot of guys going out there and, and they're going to get people sick or they're going to get, you know, nobody knows what's going on with this virus may of last year. If you remember, mid-March is when everything hit. I mean, even into May, you had states completely shut down. You had all kinds of craziness. And you just had people, again, who are supposed to know better, but they didn't. Number one, trying to make money off people, selling BS you know, stuff. But secondarily, sharing information that just was 100% patently false. The interesting part, no doubt, was people that shut down. Um, and then we began to say, Hey, no, go out. Like we, and, and <laughs> interesting things that sort of things that I tried to coin was, you know, if, if somebody's going to deem you not essential, then fuck, you're screwed. Make yourself essential, you know, right? Like if somebody's going to tell you one thing, you know, it's not for you, the business owner to just take it on the chin it's you to make yourself <laughs> mandatory. Right. I mean, yeah. A lot of those people that didn't make themselves, uh, uh, you know, needed by their customer are no longer in business and they're working with or for somebody, which is fine. You know, that's, that's their journey. But the amount of people that went out and pushed forward, that went out and said, no, we've got this and went and grew their business. I think there's many of us that didn't realize, because you're right, when we're sitting here this time last year, many of us are freaked out. We're not sure what's going to happen. We're not sure if we're going to. So I get it. There's you know people that would put out information because they just didn't know. And so they well, made that, some Well, that was the key, though. Wasn't that the key, though? You and I kept saying, you have to keep your head down because none of us know. And instead, you had people on the other side acting as if they knew everything and were giving out colossally damaging information to, to a lot of people's businesses, right? I mean, that's. That's what was taking place. And that was what was made it so crazy because we just kept saying, hey, we're on a week to week basis here. The world is changing week to week for the first time in our life. I mean, it was week to week to week. I mean, don't forget, we were only supposed to be shut down for 14 days in the middle right. of March. Yeah, We're now having this conversation at the end of May 2021 and not every state's completely open. I think June 1, you know, some states July 1 still. Now we're open here. I'm sure you're open there in Tulsa. A lot of states are open, but not everybody. And remember, March of 2020, what was the rule? Hey, give us two weeks. 
And here we were, May of that year, and just more and more bad information. And it really started a campaign on my behalf where I started asking guys, hey, man, make sure you're listening to the right people. This can go down a real danger. I mean, you remember all these people that were selling sanitizing uh, disinfectants. They did not have the proper stamps on them. Major companies. And guess what went away pretty quick, though? When they started talking to their lawyers after releasing those products, we just saw them. We're just not going to sell these anymore. And that's, the, and, and, and that's the thing you can learn from, right? You and I have been, unfortunately, alive long enough that when bad stuff happens, those people that are initially trying to make cash on it are oftentimes the people you look back and go, that wasn't really on the up and up. Yeah, there was there was so much going on. It was we kept on saying, "Huh, it's interesting to see where this goes, or, or who does this, or or what happens." There's also there was a lot for me. I know there was a lot of changes. We kept talking about how, as a company and as detailers, we thought that there'd be need to be a lot of pivots. That there would be you know things that come out of you know that time period that detailers would need to be different. We need to do things different. We need to to push forward differently. Things were going to change. And uh, one thing that changed, no doubt for me, was lack of toilet paper. I remember that. I scrambling. That. Yeah, scrambling. I you remember how many times I, I kept trying to find fucking toilet paper? It was a disaster. I forgot about that. Do you remember anything for you that changed that was big time where you're like, holy shit, was it restaurants and going out and having all the weirdness? You know, was it- it's, it's, actually, it's actually funny. I tell people, you know, obviously, uh, as a family, we were pregnant during coronavirus. Yeah. The craziest thing was... That wasn't a Corona baby. (laughs) No, no, it was pre-Corona. Pre-Corona. But here was the craziest part about it, that we had the greatest, like, hospital situation in the history of having a baby. Because we had the whole floor to ourselves. We never saw another human being. We had, like, 10 nurses in a room at all times. And it was like, I didn't think that was going to be possible, right? Because I'm hearing on the news that things are overwhelmed. And then you start talking to people at the hospital and they're like, yeah, we've laid off like 75% of our staff. So it was a weird thing for me because I don't really watch the news, as you know. You and I have this in common. I don't watch the news. I don't read anything about the news, really. I catch little bits and pieces that people send me, but I don't participate in that stuff. So when we got there, I'm fully expecting the ER is going to be packed. I'm going to see dead bodies everywhere. We're going to have to navigate through. We hardly saw anybody. You know, we hardly saw anybody. And that was the craziest experience of my life because have you ever walked into a hospital and not seen a human being? Yeah, I can't imagine. That that's to me was one of the crazy parts as I would, because I didn't close, right? You didn't close. No. Nope. I, I would drive to work every day. And, oh. and there was nobody, nobody on the road. On the road. <laughs> I forgot. About I mean, that. it was a ghost town. It was like, it was 3am, yeah. but it was 9am in the morning, you know, like you expected people to be out, but there was just nobody. You go into the gas station, nobody there. You go around to the grocery store. You could go anywhere here in Tulsa. I remember, I remember talking to my team and I'll share a, a, a brief moment in business for me. We were about two weeks into the pandemic and some of my customers requested that nobody come to their homes, right? Like we weren't shut down, but there were certain customers at the time. They're like, Hey, I just want to learn more. I'm not freaked out. 
I just don't know what's going on. Can you get, you know, spare us a week or whatever? I remember looking at my guys and, and everybody kind of has that scared first couple weeks of the pandemic. And I just said, Hey, look, I got no idea. You have no idea, but I can't imagine fresh air is ever going to be a bad thing. And here's the problem. If you're scared, stay home. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything like that. That's not what I'm going to do. But just remember, if we start missing appointments and they call someone else, you may get down the road and not have something to come back to. And that's the only way I thought about it. I didn't really think any deeper than I understand business and businesses, they'll just move on. They want their car detailed and you're sitting at home because you're nervous. Hey, more power to you. It's your right. But it's also their right to move on to another business. That's all that I thought about. Would, my, would many of my clients do that? I have no idea. And I didn't want to try it. You know what I mean? I didn't want to tell them, hey, we're not available for service. I didn't want to go down that road. And so the funny thing is, a couple guys talked to me privately. Hey, I'm a little nervous on this. I said, hey, man, you do what you feel is right. But I just want to make sure I go on the record. I have no idea how people react if we start missing our appointments. I got no idea. And I can't promise that there's something to come back to. And a couple of days later, everybody basically said, hey, I'm all in. Let's go. I never really said another thing about it. Like we never had another discussion about coronavirus after those first couple of weeks. Just because I just laid it out. Hey, we miss. <laughs> you could lose your job. I mean, I can't, I can't create appointments out of thin air. And it seems like this time of last year that I think enough like customers, right? Normal people that get their cars clean, prospects, people looking to get uh, car care done. They seem to begin to hop out, get more, need more. And the industry began to start to see a little bit of hope, right? Where we were very cautious Fortunately, those that didn't close, fortunately, those that stayed open and began to, well, drudge through in a sense, because like you said, a lot of us were scared. We didn't know what was happening, but those of us that continue to stay open and keep going, kept hearing of people wanting their cars clean and then more people and then random people and then so-and-so. And then all of a sudden we're into the summer. June through December. Busy. Yeah, yeah, we should be busy anyway. On most of the industries beyond busy. Yeah, most of the industry took off. Fortunately for us, we weren't next to an airport, right? <laughs> Fortunately for, yeah. for us in the industry, we weren't tied into travel. Yeah. Fortunately, we were tied into people moving around in in an automobile that, hey, not sure if it needed to be cleaned. Yep. Or need to be clean, but it need to be clean. You know, yeah. so we just well, everybody to be started the looking at their dirty stuff, right? My house is dirty. I'm going to have it clean. This I'm, I'm going to have my garage redone. I'm going to have my backyard redone. So all these people, us included, in the detailing industry, if you had stuff around somebody's house, cars are parked on in someone's house. If it was something they had eyes on, and they could get a service to get it dialed in, it seems like those businesses did great, right? And that June through December 2020 run was probably unprecedented in our industry. I mean, I don't think we ever saw, I think we had record months. I think I remember texting you pretty much monthly and saying, this is now the biggest June we've had. This is now the biggest month we've had. And I just kept saying, I don't know what's happening. Because I think the greatest thing that I learned last year was how many people think that they're experts 
and you go back and you listen to them and you go, hmm, boy, were they wrong. And they were wrong because they shouldn't even have spoke on the issue. All we kept saying, if you go back and listen to our episodes, keep your head down, keep your head down, keep going, keep, we don't know what's happening, right? We're going on a week to week thing. And you had so many people and our industry was, is riddled with them, right? I mean, you, you can go name 50 Instagram accounts that fit this bill where everyone just was trying to tell people what was happening instead of just saying, Hey man, keep your head down, keep pocketing the cash, keep, you know, keep building your war chest. We got no idea what's going to happen. And we're now sitting in May, 2021 and that year off that a lot of people seem to take is now coming and going to be a huge penalty on the world, right? We got shortages, we got time delays in product getting places. We got, uh, companies like Walmart struggling to death to keep team members. I mean, all of the last year, the detailing industry, especially professional detailers, kept their head down and worked their ass off in the trenches. Um, <laughs> they were in the trenches. But here's the greatest part about it. You know, we had suppliers that weren't. They were sitting at home on Zoom calls and not tending to their warehouse staff and not, not doing what you did. You're, you're one of the rare suppliers that is talking about you went in every single day in 2020. The vast majority didn't. And they admittedly said, hey, oh, we're shut down. Hey, we're not in the office. Hey, we can't fix your tool. Hey, we can't get your shipment out. Hey, you know, whatever. And so I think you look at it now and look at the world paying for people that sat at home instead of putting their head down. And so it's really kind of unfair to the professional detailer who was out there grinding all of 2020 with their neck on the line. They're going to have to pay the price because of people that sat at home. And this is going to be throughout the world. It's not just the detailing industry. I'm just saying it's a little bit of a, a bad draw now because, you know, people just didn't keep their freaking head down and keep working. Well, a bad draw that many people in the industry got, except for those that didn't want to, and they, you know, decided to stay at home, like you said, was those that chose not to go to mobile tech, right? I mean, that that became a major fiasco for a lot of people in the industry as we, those that grind, those that were out, as you say, in the trenches, those, as we had said, get out on the front lines, and those that moved the industry forward, right? We're the detailers. We're the ones that were out there cleaning on a daily basis. Yeah. Many of those detailers were ready to go to mobile tech expo. And we got to that point on, you know, well, you know, look, do we need to rehash uh, our feelings on mobile tech Orlando? Not really, but here's what something we can say. We're now talking to big vendors that are questioning SEMA questioning mobile tech Vegas We said that if Mobile Tech Orlando goes off, this was sort of the whole point that everybody missed. This was a chance to set up the year. Okay. You had this moment and you don't get moments very often, right? You you can almost sense moments when you've been in business longer than five minutes. These, These moments in time when you can say, hey, this is a line in the sand moment. We can really set up all of 2021 by going to Mobile Tech Orlando, right? And that's the way detailers felt. Like this was a way to kind of get momentum into 2021. And so one of the weird things is, is I think there's just a lot of people that missed that point. 
And now you got a show coming up in June. Supposedly people are supporting that. Uh, I, I don't see what's changed that much in 90 days. I mean, truthfully, I, I don't. You know, this something was going to go off in late February. We're not talking about a June show. Uh, but the, the things we're hearing about Mobile Tech Vegas and, and SEMA from major suppliers is not good news. But if everybody would have pushed to be part of Mobile Tech Orlando, I don't think we'd be talking about losing the entire year to a lot of suppliers not really participating in those shows. And I could be wrong, but it, it's a feeling, right? It was a feeling at the time that this was a chance to everybody push forward for 2021 and come together as a, as a collective group vendors detailers let's push forward we know it's going to be a tough year and you know we'll see now but i mean the things that you're getting uh on your podcast uh the community pub i mean things you're hearing behind the scenes i mean i don't think it's good is it well there's no doubt like you mentioned what's happening on the podcast greg uh you know we have him on every tuesday greg uh has definitely spoken openly not sure what's going to go on with sema questioning on a very big front and you know as a guy that's been heavily in the professional market for many years with what he's done in the past they've always had big boosts always been major a part of SEMA and then that's how I met Greg was at SEMA at a show um, and then Greg came when I met him at uh, at one of the uh, smoke smoke sessions that Rennie had that's that that was a cool time when I met Greg and so Greg has always been a part of SEMA so for him to really come out and even say, you know, hey, I, you know, maybe I should talk with Seema. Seema wants to reach out to me and talk about marketing because he thinks that they're going to have a struggle. And what we heard this past uh, week on the Community Pub, Rob from Sonax, which, you know, he's, he's running Sonax USA, which is a distributor for the global brand of Sonax. So heavily involved in knowing what is going on with a major brand, Sonax runs he, he quotes close to 70% of the entire European market. So this is a major company with understanding of what's going on around the world already comes out and says there will be no international travel for SEMA 2021. Yeah. So, and, I mean, he, you're, you're left, right? You're, you're now left with an industry of cutting out our largest show just got cut by what? 30? 40 percent i'm oh, not sure I, I mean you got entire halls i mean think about those little pieces those little like car accessories that are in one hall of sema those are gone because those are all overseas suppliers so they're not coming in most of them are asian suppliers from asian countries there, there's zero percent chance they come and this is why i was passionate about mobile tech orlando i i, I think sometimes you got to draw a line in the sand man you, you got to be the person that says Look, man, I know it's not perfect, and it certainly wasn't perfect. Yeah. But those that wait for perfect do a lot of damage to the rest of us. Go look at the idiots that sat at home in 2020 and what they're costing guys like me now. I didn't sit at home. I got the job done. I grew my company. I, I, I survived, and I made sure that everybody in my circle got taken care of. But there are a lot of people that sat at home. And now they want to tell you about supply issues. Now they want to tell you about chip shortages. That's all bullshit. It's mismanagement. Because any adult at the time knew, hey, man, it ain't perfect. But I've been doing business longer than five minutes. And you know what I knew? You better move forward. Because the, the, the alternative is what we have now. 
$7 gas, shortages everywhere, people don't want to come back to the office. And the shock nature of everybody makes me laugh because if somebody acts shocked now, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to be friends anymore. I'm good. I don't need to hear from you. What are you shocked by? What are you shocked by? You can't sit around for a year. It, it's not logical. And that, that's when you look back at the show in, in February, Marty, it really got lost in the shuffle of our argument about it. It was a moment in time to grasp and take the bull by the horns and say, let's move things forward. And not everybody's ready to do that. And now it's going to affect SEMA. It's going to affect everything else. Like nobody wanted to take the bull by the horns and just push things forward. They just wanted to sit and wait for perfect. And I think that's really what I come out of 2020 with. There's wartime generals and then there's peacetime generals. For any of those people that like military history or, the, you know, all the wars that have been going on in the world, you, hey man, this guy was great in peacetime. He was great in the bureaucracy. He was great in all these other things. Then there were people that got shit done when things hit the fan. And I think in our industry, you can look back and say, a lot of peacetime generals, a lot of people that just wanted to kind of sit on the sidelines and, you know, do a lot of things that I don't think were a positive, but we did see a lot of people rise to the occasion as well. So there's positive and negative to 2020 on that front. Yeah, no doubt. And I think a lot of it too is because it was so prosperous, right? Because it was so prosperous and there was so much money as you set records, other people set records, companies, global brands, national brands. It seemed like anybody that was in business, right? Like we said, longer than five minutes, um, seemed to do really well in 2020. And that caused a moment for, hey, like you said, let's move forward. But many shrunk back and didn't support. And we don't want to go back down that road. We don't want to go back and, and, and go, you know, unruffle feathers that don't need to be ruffled. Yeah. Peace yeah, has been made. We've moved forward. The industry is now, you know, headed in a direction that, well, as you and I say, is not the same that it was previously. And so a big pivot that we might not have seen coming, but we never knew what would come. We just kept saying you got to, as you say, keep your head down. But we also said, keep your eyes out. I kept saying, keep your eyes open, get your head on a swivel, right? I mean, those of us that grew up playing football, I never was a, a, a <laughs> linebacker. I never was great on that, that front because of my size. I was always a guy on the other side that was trying to go score the touchdowns, but I always heard nonstop from whether it was a D line coach, whether there's no line coach or whether it was the uh, linebackers, right? You always had to keep your head on a swivel. Why? Because you didn't know what was going to happen and you had to need to make a decision based on what you saw, because you can't make every play going the exact same route, doing the exact same thing. Things happen. Keep your head on a swivel. Look around. Well, duh. It goes right yep. into what we, we kept saying for all the 100%. year. Keep your head on a swivel. Keep going. Keep going. Just look and see. Yep. Understand who you are. Understand who your customers are. Do you support yep. and build and grow? I, I yeah. love it, Nick. That's, that's definitely the formula that we put out nonstop for 2020. Moving forward, though, looking into the year, going into now the season of 2021, that as for those of us that have been in business many, many years through the auto detailing industry, 
Well, it's definitely through the Midwest, through uh, the Northeast, through those places that get cold. We're so ready for this time. We're so <laughs> ready for the floodgates to open. It's like Memorial Day. And then, cool, the weather starts warming up. People start getting their cars clean more. It's, it's, it's nicer weather, you know, here through the Midwest, happy to get out of the rain. And we're ready to, you know, it's, it's our time. Yeah you think looks forward into the time frame coming because even though it's our time right even though this is the moment that we should continue as an industry to grow there's a lot of things that we should be concerned about you mentioned gas yeah. prices you mentioned some things so where do you see this season of 2021 going well i think if you're positioned really well in your marketplace meaning your customers don't get hit really hard uh, and it's going to hit everybody differently, right? So you're going to have, you know, some of those middle-class clients really get hit by grocery prices and gas prices and all uh, of these different why, things. Why do you bring that up? Okay. Because I really, this is what I, if yeah. I'm a detailer and I'm listening to you, why should I care about grocery prices going up and that affecting my business? Because that's groceries. It has to do yeah, with Yeah, it's my, disposable. My... It's disposable. It, it starts to affect your disposable income, right? So ultra wealthy don't see, doesn't matter what happens, okay? If your clients are in the ultra wealthy, they're going to weather these minor storms. Yeah, but let's call it, you know, have a net worth of 5 million and above. Okay. They're not going to be affected. They're, they're, you know, they're going to find their ways. They make a lot of money. They have a lot of money. The basics don't bother them, but the middle class, which a lot of people in our industry do business with, right? Minivans, SUV, basic SUVs. Uh, uh, what are the mid-sized SUVs called? The uh, crossovers, those types of things, right? The, that middle class, hundred thousand, maybe uh, below, yeah, hundred thousand and below. Uh, you know, let's call it household income seventy five thousand to one hundred twenty five thousand combined for two people. Well, you know, let's let's say they they're spending another eight hundred bucks at the grocery store a month. Let's say they're spending another you know two or three hundred extra dollars at the gas pump a month. Well, you've just eaten up eleven hundred dollars in disposable income. It's a lot of money in one month to lose, to not change anything. These people didn't change behavior. They needed to buy groceries. They needed to put gas in their car. So those things start to pressurize that middle class more than anybody. And what happens is if they're already scheduled to take their summer vacation, they're going to take that vacation because we know travel is going to be up this summer. The problem is they're going to start cutting back on other things. Okay. And the detailing world fits right into that. That doesn't mean that's going to happen to your clientele. You may dodge it, but you may be hit hard by it. Who are you doing business with? And we have another part of the industry that's getting hurt right now. Detailers in the past 10 or 15 years have really done a nice job on new car prep. The problem is new cars aren't being shipped. So these things are going to put pressure on our industry. They're going to put pressure on every part of our industry because guess what? We didn't get our knock in the head in 2020 like so many other people did. Restaurants got knocked in the head. Hotels got knocked in the head. The list goes on. We flourished in 2020. It feels like 
there's segments of our industry that are going to take big punishment in 2021 just because people are going to spend their money differently. They want to travel and get out of their house. They want to go to the restaurant. They want, they want to do other things. So the income is going to be shifted away from other stuff like detailing, or maybe they don't have their house cleaned as much or whatever. These, all, these are all things that I think we see coming in 2021. And look, we've had detailers out of Florida when you visited down there because they've been open the whole time say, hey, the beginning of 2021 has not been great for us. You know, so these states that have been open, look, we got some information out of Texas. Hey, you know, it's booming down here. We we got different information. And I mean, real serviceable information, not secondhand. So it's very interesting that we have these things pressurizing our industry right now. And, and I'm sure you'll hear that on some other people's stuff this week after we just said it, but that's the truth. Those little things start to add up and start to eat away at, at, at our customer base. And it happens every time an economic shift happens, right? We saw it in 08. We're going to see it now in 2021. How do we prepare? How do we plan? Well, you, you and I are so big on diversification of your business. Don't be a one-trick pony. Don't be so massively into one aspect and not the other. You know, have express services, okay? Express services, then have your correction, then have your coding. And you should be trying to make the same amount of money across all of those things. Um, if you didn't do that, it's going to be tough. You better get You better figure out which one of those you're not getting enough of and start attacking those from a marketing and sales perspective. Uh, but right now, the name of the game moving forward for any detailer is lock in your volume. You know, that's the thing we've been trying to get across to detailers now for a few episodes, the word volume. Now you got to really be on top of, hey, I'm doing... 200 cars a week. I want to stay at 200 cars a week for the, for the summer at the bare minimum. You start to dip below that number, then you better go in heavy marketing, heavy, you know what I mean? Now you got to be more on top of your business than probably you had to be in 2020 and 2019. So I would say just pay attention a little bit more to what's happening in your business and any slight sign, make an adjustment immediately. Don't wait because it's real. Okay, slight, slight, slight sign, make an adjustment because it's real. When we, when we put that into perspective, I think what you're talking about is when they might see, right? So as a detailer, if I start seeing customers that do not uh, book as often, right? That maybe back out of an appointment every once in a while or question a price on service. I know customer, I know as detailers, we don't like that at all. Don't everybody, nobody question me whatsoever, but questions. And when somebody questions a bill or questions things, you got to understand that they're going through something and they could be struggling in some situations. So when we begin to see that, I think that's why you mentioned it is understanding your customer habits. Can't get upset when customers are going through things. They want to put it on you. Right. I mean, they go through shit and they're having to deal with their shit. And so you as a detailer, the best way that you can handle it is being there for them. Hey, I understand you're going through times. How can I help you? What's the best way that I can service you? And one way that I think that many detailers will begin to go back to is how do I service my customer where they need service? I think a big deal of the industry will go towards, as I think you've already said it, We've seen many shops begin to go back and try and do mobile, begin to go back and do some maintenance style. The industry tried to move us away from that. 
We lost many cars, many customers, many clientele to car washes, to express type services. So the mobile detailing setting for 2021, I see as being a major explosion for the industry and would love to know your thoughts. Yeah, so it's interesting you say that. So let's kind of put it into, because every time we kind of share a package somebody can build or share like a real life thing somebody can put into their business, we get a great reaction. People email, ask more questions, whatever. So this is what I mean. Let's say right now, all day long, you have this, this, this type of customer. Let's say you have a hundred of them in your business Rolodex that do business with you. And they'll eat up your $599 package like all day, right? These guys will come back every year and I'll do this one step with a quick coding and they'll just pay 599 bucks like nothing, okay? I never have to worry about these 100 people. Well, now 10 of them have expressed problems and then another 10 and then another 20. Now I'm down 40%. Instead of just keeping them in the 599, find a way to find something for 399 during tough times that makes you great money and provides them a legitimate service. Okay. That's what we mean by don't let things get out of control. Okay. Don't let, Hey, I just watched 10 of these people that are like rock solid kind of complain about price. Okay. Hey, I don't want to take a hit. They're not going to get the same service from 599 to 399, but I can still make money. I need to make sure I can still make money at 399 as well as 599. And I think a lot of people have these big holes in their packages, right? They have a $399 package, then they have a $999 package. Can't do that now. You need to fill those gaps in a little bit closer as you start to see your customers change on a price. And don't get me wrong. I'm not lowering my price to give them the same $600 service. I'm just finding a great service for $399 that makes them happy and keeps them in my business while times are a little bit tough. Because I know I can bump them back to the $599. Yeah, times were great. Times were incredible. We said years and years. It was the best time ever to be a detailer. We, I mean, we loved the explosion of the industry over the past couple of years. It gave us opportunity, gave us momentum, sure. right? Yeah. So keep your head on a swivel is what we're saying. Keep your head on a swivel. Understand that the tides may change. And that's part of being in business. I'm not saying that the industry is in a shit show or that shit's going to happen or doomsday. We're not saying that whatsoever. Agreed. We're saying, keep your head on a swivel, understand your customers, see what needs they have over the next year. So last year I said, I think the best thing that detailers could learn to do is go out and do cold hall, hardcore sales, go out and learn how to do face to face, walk up to somebody and trying to sell them your service. Right? So what do we think will be the thing for detailers of 2021? What's our projections of where we think that the industry is going? Definitely is in a mobile offering that type of setting, meeting your customers that just because they might've been in a certain situation the year before, two years before, three years before, they might not be in that situation now. The overall industry was so successful because of the economy, because of the, re we're service-based. So our whole industry is completely based on servicing people. So what those people make, where they are in their financial means, it transcends over into our industry because we serve them. So understanding that they might not have 
as much disposable income. And here's the, here's the tricky part, right? Because if gas prices are going up, if our demands are going up as detailers, do we raise our prices? Do we go after, right? Because this is a thing that we're gonna have to evaluate as detailers running businesses, right? If our costs go up, do we raise prices on our customers? Or yeah. do we meet those customers where they're at, maybe lower ours, change our, you know, like what you said, change some of our styles, keeping our head on a swivel, understanding what's going on, making some pivots. It's, it's very similar yeah. to what we said last year, just in a different economy in a different state. Yeah. Can we, let's share a little bit in our chemical business as an example. Okay. Cause I, I think there's never a transparency from that side. Right. So we always talk as detailers cause that's you and I still own detailing companies. But let's talk about the chemical side. The funniest thing is, is think about how you and I have changed our discussion just in the past few months. When we're in product development and we got products coming out, we got products in testing, we're talking about, does this make the detailer more efficient? Because if they become more efficient, they can maybe charge a little less and still make more money because efficiency is how money is really made. So there are plenty of people that I have a two and three and $400 package and this guy has a $1,000 package and I make more money on my three or $400 package than he does on his thousand because we're more efficient, we're, we're, we're better trained, we get done quicker, whatever, right? So efficiency is where you can make a lot of money. So as a chemical company, the way we're looking at 2021 and probably 2022 and 2023 is that everyone's going to have to get more efficient on the front lines. So we need to develop products that make you more efficient as a detailer, because if not, we're going to be hurt as a chemical company because we know you're going to have to get the job done quicker to make your money and to meet their price demands. So we're making a bet just like everyone else, just like I am in my detailing business, just like everyone's going to have to be. But one of the things that you're going to have to talk about is, are your services efficient? Do you go out and complete a one hour service and it takes you an hour and a half? That, that can't happen in bad times. So I would also say pressure efficiency. Am I wasting time at appointments? Am I walking around the car too much? You know, there's always this old adage, videotape your team detailing a car. See how many times they're walking and crossing one another. That's an inefficiency. It all becomes important as you have to compete on a price level that maybe you're not competing today. Hmm. Interesting that you bring that up because you know, the reason why that there's been inefficiencies, maybe because there was so much money. Oh, yeah, there's no there's no question. You didn't have to be efficient. See, this is the reason Amazon took over shipping. Once they become so efficient, everyone went to Amazon. Their efficiency is what you got enamored with as a customer, not the products. You can get that shit anywhere. But Amazon got it to you faster and more efficiently. So guess what? They can charge less because they're more efficient. They didn't have to get you on anything other than we're going to get it from the warehouse to you as efficiently as possible. This is a great thing to learn from. If my one-step correction with a coding is, more, is an hour or two more efficient than yours, I can charge less and you can be down the street saying, oh, he's not doing it right. No, I'm doing it right. I'm just more efficient, right? You and I always talked about, be careful looking at the guy down the street, but how many guys look at somebody being able to do a service in four hours that takes them six hours, not realizing that guy's just more efficient. He's not a hack. He's more efficient because I see that all the time. 
I'm not saying there aren't hacks in the world, but how many times have you walked into somebody's business, seen an ultra efficient polisher, and then gone to another business and seen a guy polish that's not efficient and being like, dude, that's, it's crazy to watch. And all of us have watched it if you've done this long enough, but you, you can watch somebody really efficiently do a one step and it take them four hours and this guy takes eight hours. You've watched it, but you haven't had to be efficient if you could charge somebody $1,500 and just take your time. And if I do it in 11 hours, who cares? You know, I charge 1500 bucks. What happens oh. when that goes down to $7.99 and you're used to getting 1500 bucks? Are you efficient? Could possibly wartime generals be out and about for uh, summer of 2021? 100%. Well, as maybe possibly economy changes, as uh, maybe less money gets put out by the government in stimulus, more people are forced to go back to work or forced to go do stuff. It is interesting, right? Like, yeah, it is so 100%. interesting to talk to people that aren't in our industry and hear what they're going through. Uh, wow, what could happen then in 2021? And how do we as detailers go in and work around what else is going on in the car care industry so that we can push forward and continue to grow the industry is what we're trying to do. Nick, thank you so much for your time. Uh, as always, and hope you have a great uh, Memorial Day 2021. Yeah, uh, thank you go. for all. Thank you to all the vets, by the way. Uh, if you served and you know uh, were part of doing that, we can't ever thank you enough. Yeah, definitely. You have family members. I, my dad, my granddad. I had people that served. Yeah, we we had them scattered, like in every family. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't thank anybody enough. I mean, that's, that's, that's the reality. So to all of you, I hope you're having a, a nice cold beer and uh, enjoying your day. Definitely. All right, Nick, you also enjoy Grab a cold beer. I'm going <laughs> to drink another cold beer and uh, I'll continue <laughs> to enjoy my day. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. See you, man. See you. episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.